Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. Doing a post-game pod for the Mavs past several games. Um, the They've actually lost two in a row, and then uh, I can't remember if they had won a game since I had done my last pod, but if they did, that's great. Um, the wins aren't really what I'm concerned with at the moment. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about were the losses and the way they lost, I guess, is one thing. And just sort of how the team is going. We we have like two more games left, I believe, and then the All-Star break. Or maybe one more game left, sorry. And then the All-Star break. I think um, they only play Wednesday night and then that's it. And then they go into the All-Star break. So... Um, the game again and Wednesdays against Denver, um, so that should be pretty interesting. But um, last night and basically, uh, I'm actually doing this on uh, Tuesday, Valentine's Day, 14th, and um, you know the Mavs played Monday night. Uh, you know they lost. They lost by three. They made a game of it in the fourth quarter, but uh, ultimately they did not. Uh, come back. They didn't even get a shot off. Um, sort of the that was sort of the story, and I knew, I just knew, the minute that Dallas lost a couple games, the with Luca and Kyrie in the backcourt, the national media would jump all over it. None of them wanted Luca, or none of them wanted Kyrie in Dallas. They all wanted Kyrie in the uh, playing for the Lakers. Um. So obviously it's a story. They've lost two in a row. It doesn't matter. They've scored a ton of points. The um, the narrative is pretty much what you think it would be. Uh, you know the defense is their biggest problem right now. I would say. Uh, you know, Luca scored a lot of points and Kyrie scored a lot of points in the last few games. So that's typical. That's not really the problem. Um, to me, the problem boils down to paint points. Uh, you know, Minnesota just did what they wanted in the paint, got what they wanted in the paint. Sacramento, same thing. Uh, you know, Dallas won the first. I guess Dallas, I, I think I did my pod before the first Sacramento game. And Dallas won that game. Uh, Luka did not play that game. Kyrie did play that game. Um, the Mavericks did play well. And, you know, they won the game. Sacramento struggled. Uh, it was a back-to-back, home-and-home. Very rare the road team sweeps those games. So I really didn't expect Dallas to win that game. Overall, the road trip was a successful road trip uh, when you put it all together because they did win a bunch of games without Luka. Um, and then, you know, they play the one home game at home where they lose to Minnesota. And then you put those together and you and obviously it doesn't look good, but to me the biggest problem is their paint points. Uh and I, I know it's sort of repetitive and I know I talk about it all the time, but their biggest problem is they start Dwight Powell. I'm sorry, it is what it is. I know Dwight Powell has fans. I get it. I know he hustles. I get it. I, I know Kid likes him. I, I know JaVel McGee is not great defensively. I know Christian Wood's not great defensively. 
But one thing that those two guys do provide that Dwight Powell just can't do is for one, rebound. And for two, at least be able to challenge shots at the rim. There is no challenge at the rim with Dwight Powell. And it's very frustrating to watch. Um, it's just a layup drill. I know the whole idea is just to wait for Maxi to get back. That's just uh, like Maxi's the savior. Look, I love Maxi. He's one of my favorite Mavs player, but he's not going to be the savior for this team. He's just not. At some point, you're going to have to lower Powell's minutes to like five minutes a game, and you're going to have to give all those minutes to Christian Wood and JaVel McGee. And I, I know giving all those minutes to JaVel McGee isn't exciting, but you signed him to a contract, and so you have to play him. Um, and, and if that still doesn't work, you got to try something different. I don't understand why we continue to do the same things over and over and over, expecting a different result. It's very frustrating to me. And, you know, put Markeith Morris out there. Just put him out there. What have you got to lose? You're not winning games with Powell at center, so put somebody else out there. And it's very frustrating. I just don't understand kids' rotation. I don't understand any of that. Um, you know, one of the things I was hoping for when Luca come back was more of an up-tempo offense. That's not what we got. We still got the walk it up, dribble, dribble, dribble. They do move the ball a lot more. I will say that. Probably move the ball a little too much at this point, but it is good to see the ball movement. Um, I, I am excited that Hardy does get more minutes. Um, obviously, you see some mistakes, but ideally you you just want him to learn from those mistakes, right? You, you've got to give him an opportunity to play if he's going to learn the NBA game, and I, I'm really liking seeing him play. Um, so, you know, overall the Mavs are 6-4 and four in the last 10, which isn't bad. It, it pretty much goes along with most other teams. Uh, Phoenix is doing a little bit better. They're 7-3 and three in the last 10. But, um, you know, when you, when you put it all, you know, when you put the last two games together and you sort of see this weird offense, you... You wonder what they're doing, but at the end of the day, you know, how many practices together have they had, you know? So my hope is they, they get through this Denver game. It's in Denver. Chances are they probably won't win this game. One of the things they, one of the advantages they do have is I do think they always tend to match up well with Denver. Um, the games are always close for whatever reason. Um, they, you know, Denver will typically, you know, Dallas won, beat them earlier this year in Denver, and it was a quality basketball game. I think Dorian hit a shot to basically seal it or win it. But, you know, they do match up well with Denver. They always play well with against Denver, so that's sort of one of the things they got going for them. But, you know, I, I hope they can at least look like a competent basketball team. But then you get into the all-star break, you get some practices in. Um, I do think they have a home stand coming up. Hopefully, they can win a bunch of those games. They need to go on some sort of, you know, like I said, win streak where you're winning like 13 out of 15. Or they need to do. Um, they need to show that they're a, you know, a competitive basketball team. And it, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I just. 
I, I wished, you know, when Christian Wood, before Christian Wood got hurt, he was starting, and the Mavs were playing very well. And now he's coming back. He lost his starting job for whatever reason. Again, they're not playing well. But, like, I'd be willing to bet if you looked at games that Christian Wood has started, a record with Christian Wood starting and Christian Wood not starting, the winning percentage will be significantly different. And if you're not, if you want to bring Christian Wood off the bench for scoring purposes, and that's what some people have suggested that. You know, Christian Wood getting to come off the bench, at, you know, and play with just Luca or just Kyrie gives him an opportunity to score more because if Luca and Kyrie are out there, he's probably going to get fewer shots. And I get that. And if that's the case, you got to start JaVel McGee. I'm sorry, you, you've got to bench Powell. You just have to bench Powell. You will not win anything at all with the White Powell as your starting center. You know, they got past Phoenix last year. Barely. Game seven, obviously they blew him out, but it did have to go to game seven. But Golden State wasn't even close because Dwight Powell was being murdered by Kavon Looney. And Looney is a guy that you can't give 20 points a game to in a playoff series and expect to win because you it's bad enough you have to deal with guys like Steph and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins. You're giving 20 to... Uh, Kavon Looney, that's a loss. It is. And until you're ready to sit Dwight Powell, you're just not going to win anything. You write it down. I, I would put, if I could put money on it, I would. Um, you know, if I knew for a fact they were going to start Dwight Powell the rest of the season. Now, I figure they will start Dwight Powell the rest of the season, so I would put money on it. But as long as Dwight Powell is the starter, the Mavericks will never win anything. The best case scenario for the Mavs is he's a free agent this offseason. The best case scenario is he gets signed somewhere else. Now, I know Mark Cuban Mark Cuban loves him, and he'll probably re-sign him, and Jason Kidd will probably continue to start him, and Dallas will continue to not be successful. Now, they'll make the playoffs, and that'll be great, but they'll never, ever do anything in the playoffs with the White Pal starting at center. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound mean about it. I don't want to sound rude about it. I'm just saying it's there is no different from starting Dwight Powell at center and starting me at center, right? If I were starting at center, I would look terrible and I'd want myself benched and cut. So it has nothing to do with Dwight Powell personally and everything to do with how Dwight Powell looks on the floor playing basketball. And it just, until until he's gone, it, it is what it is. And Mark Cuban can say I'm wrong. Mark, Nobody ever challenges Mark Cuban on it um, or kid on Dwight Powell's playing because you're not allowed to. Um, nobody asks why Dwight Powell gets so many minutes, even though he's very unsuccessful defensively. Can't block a shot to save his life. Can't rebound to save his life. And... It just it won't ever change, and it, like I said, until it changes, they'll never win anything. So, I've I've said my piece on that. I I don't like turning these pods into bashing Dwight Powell, but they always tend to be turn into that because that's the reason for their lack of success, in my opinion. It's a layup drill. I mean, you can't give up seventy points in the paint and expect to win in today's NBA. 
you know, in the NBA of the 1980s, they got 70 points in the paint every game because that's how the NBA was played. But if you're getting three-pointers plus 70 points in the paint, you're dead. You're not winning those games. You just you can't score enough. Dallas doesn't have enough scoring to do that because they don't – Dallas attempts too many threes. Dallas still has too many guys that only know the jump shot. So, um, like I said, hopefully the game against Denver will look a lot better. Uh, there will be a lot less indecisiveness. There was a lot of, you know, like the last shot of the game, a lot of indecisiveness. They didn't get a shot off. And it's sort of the Mavericks as a whole. It it it, it didn't start with Kyrie here. Even prior games before the Kyrie trade, Dallas had really poor last-second play drawn-ups. I don't know who's drawing them up, but they're awful plays. Um. Maybe those aren't the plays that they are drawing up and Dallas just is executing them improperly, and maybe that's the case. But if those are the way they're drawn up, they're just pretty poorly drawn up. And, you know, it reminds me of when they played, uh, who was it, Atlanta, I think, when they ran the exact same play twice. And both times, (laughs) the exact same thing happened. And it was like, what are we doing here? Why Why aren't we... Who's drawing these plays up? So, um, you know, one of the things that came out is Dallas worked out LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, I'm not interested in LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge is old. Um, he's not that good. He struggled to get minutes last year on Brooklyn. He just, they didn't play. He didn't play. And, you know, I just, I don't know how much he's going to help this team if they were to sign him. Um, You know, he's he's never been a good defender, even in his prime. He wasn't a great defender. So it's not like you're bringing a guy in who was a great defender and all of a sudden, you know, he's a little older, but he can still defend. No, he's never been a great defender. I, just, I don't know what Aldridge does to help your team. Um, I would rather use that. If you're going to create a spot for Aldridge, I would rather use that on somebody else. Now, Justin Holiday is the guy supposedly they are going to sign. Um, I do like that signing. You, you can't get too excited about buyout guys because they're getting bought out for a reason. They're not guys who are going to make huge impacts on your team at all. None of the guys who are signing for anybody are going to make huge impacts. So when you know you see a guy like Terrence Ross, Terrence Ross was the guy I had liked to, the Mavericks to have gotten. Obviously, he's going to Phoenix, and that's good for them. Um, you know, Terrence Ross is a good player, but again, he's not going to be the difference maker there. It's going to be Kevin Durant, obviously. Um, Justin Holiday, one of the things he'll be able to do. I will say one of the impacts he could have is basically replace uh, Dorian's perimeter defense. I do think Dallas misses the perimeter defense that Dorian did play. Um, That's one thing Justin Holiday can do. Uh, He can somewhat hit an open shot. Um, He's not like great at it, but he can do it. And so if, if indeed he does sign, I, I think that the Mavericks did waive that uh, Silva guy, and there is an open roster spot. So I assume very soon 
they're going to have a, a um, report come out. I, I mean, it could be out right now. I just don't see it um, about, you know, the Mavericks signing Justin Holiday. So I, I, I do think it's a good signing. Um, you know, I, I do think Justin Holiday is probably a better defender than Terrence Ross. Not that I don't think Terrence Ross was a bad defender. I think those the idea that he couldn't defend was silly. But um, just because he's not a, a shutdown guy doesn't mean he can't defend. You know, that's one of my whole, that's one of my pet peeves is when somebody somebody says that somebody can't defend. It's just a whole bunch of garbage. Just because they're not shut down defenders doesn't mean they can't defend. There's a big difference between shut down defenders and guys who can defend. And so you know, Terrence Ross could defend. But Justin Holiday, I do think, is a better defender. Maybe Terrence Ross would have the edge offensively. Um, right now, offensively, they don't need anything. They do need defense. Um, you know, I like Pinson's minutes over Hardaway. I will say that. Uh, you know, Pinson is a better defender than Hardaway. He's not a great defender. Again, I'm, I'm going to say this. He's... He's not a great defender. He's not a shutdown defender, but he's a better defender than Tim Hardaway Jr. And he's not a volume shooter. And so I feel like you get more with Pinson playing than you do Hardaway. Um, I figure once Hardaway comes back and Justin Holiday uh, is signed, and then you're going to have Maxi and Bertans, you probably won't have any more Pinson minutes. Uh, so that's one thing that'll probably happen with the Justin Holiday signing. If they do get him, I'm just, you know, it hasn't until it's actually happened. I, I typically typically don't um, talk too much about it because uh, it, things can always change. So, um, but like I said, I, I I do think Justin Holiday could help if they're able to get him. I'm not interested in Aldridge if they're looking to. Um, bring in somebody else, like bring in two players, obviously that have to waive someone. A lot of people believe that'd be Nilakina. I, I don't think you're going to find someone sitting on the streets that's better than Nilakina. Obviously, Nilakina's not a great player. Uh, Nilakina is a really good defender. Um, but like I said, if a guy's not in the NBA right now, there's a reason for that. So... To say that someone's better than an NBA player, somebody who's not in the NBA is better than a current NBA player, is sort of silly. I, I don't follow that. You know, I, you might think Aldridge is better than Nilakina, but he's not. Aldridge is not in the NBA for a reason, and Nilakina is in the NBA for a reason. Like I said, Nilakina offers something. He offers defense. Um, he can hit an open three. He's not great at it, but he can hit an open three. And um, as far as Aldridge, Aldridge couldn't get on the floor last year because he's he's aging. He doesn't move like he used to. He's not a great defender. So I don't want to wave a good defender for a guy who can't defend. I, I think you're only making it worse. So um, hopefully all we do is just get the – like if we just do the Justin Holiday signing and then move on – I think that's pretty much as good as you're going to get. Uh, you you do these last 20-some-odd games. Uh, you know, there's the Mavs have played, let's see, 60, about 59 games. And so they got about 23 left. So, um, you know, 
you get the you do those last twenty some odd games. You try to get as good as you can, and you try to be one of the top six teams. You don't want to be a play-in team because you just don't know. Um, now the play-in, like Dallas does, Dallas has never matched up well with Minnesota because Minnesota has a lot of athletic players and Dallas doesn't. Dallas is, Dallas always has problems with athletic teams, um, and Minnesota is obviously. Very athletic. New Orleans is another team that's got some athletic players. Now, New Orleans is sort of, they've been down, but they, you know, after that long losing streak, they've actually put some wins together. Uh, you know, they're actually four and six in their last 10, as opposed to that 12 game losing streak. But, you know, you don't want to meet New Orleans, Minnesota, or Golden State in the play in tournament. You just don't. Because if you're going to, if you're going to have play Golden State with the healthy Steph, I, Dallas couldn't beat them last year because obviously Kevon Looney's going to go off on um, Dwight Powell. You know, Minnesota, we saw last night. They had no answer for Rudy Gobert. None. I mean, he just... They, watching Josh Green defend him was nice. Like, it was good when he put up the effort. That was awesome. They made a run in the fourth, but... At the end of the day, you just fell too far behind because you had no answer in the first three quarters. Um, you know, New Orleans. I don't know. I don't know if New Orleans is going to do anything until Zion gets back. If he ever gets back, that's a guy whose whose career I don't want to end up being a what if, but his career is turning into a what if. You know, what if Zion was healthy? What could have New Orleans Pelicans done? It's just it's just one of those things. But you don't want to play those teams in the play-in tournament. And right now, Dallas is headed there. You know, they they have 28 losses. And so do the Clippers, so do the Pelicans, so do the Warriors. Um, the Phoenix has 27. Minnesota has 29. You And Portland and Oklahoma City also have 29. Utah has 30. And Los Angeles has 32. Los Angeles, the Lakers, they it cracks me up um, that... You know, the Lakers still can't win basketball games. I know LeBron's not played. But this whole idea that Russell Westbrook is gone, so now they're going to make a playoff run, just, it cracks me up. And I I, I never want to see teams fail. But I want to see the Lakers fail. I'm sorry. I do. I, I just, the way that whole thing went down, the way the whole thing's gone down with the Lakers, the, the fact that they continue to talk about them, it just drives me crazy, and they're still a bad team. And I would want—I want nothing more than to see them lose a bunch of basketball games. So, um, I want to see. Of course, I don't want to see New Orleans end up with a top four pick, but I do think that would be pretty funny if New Orleans got like the second pick in the draft because they have the LA's pick. So that I just think that would be hilarious. So. Um, anyhow. As far as other things going on in the NBA, um, you know Denver's still the top team in the West. Uh, I I do think they're still the well. It's tough, you know. I want to see Phoenix play healthy. I don't know what Durant's gonna look like when he gets back. I don't know when he's gonna get back. They say after the All Star game, but when after the All Star game? Phoenix has played a lot better. They they really played poorly when Booker was gone. Booker's back now. 
They're starting to win basketball games. You know, they're seven and three in the last ten. I wouldn't be shocked if Phoenix passed Memphis and Sacramento. It wouldn't shock me at all. Memphis is really struggling. Memphis Memphis is only where they are because of their hot start. They've been playing really bad basketball lately. You know, they're three and seven in their last ten. Uh, I've always thought they were overrated to begin with. Um, you know, it was good on them to win all those games when they did. Um, it seemed like they they had a soft schedule to start the season. Uh, you couldn't say that because, you know, people would be like, oh, they only play with the, the schedule. But I'm just saying, you know, they had a soft schedule. Um, now some of those games are starting to come, you know, some of those difficult games are coming and they're starting to lose. And I, I just always felt they were overrated. I would not be shocked if Sacramento and Phoenix passed Memphis. Um, Sacramento themselves has been struggling a bit, so maybe Sacramento doesn't. But there's only a two-game difference. Phoenix is only four games behind Memphis. Uh, you know, Phoenix, when they get Kevin Durant, they could probably go on a win streak where they win like 15 in a row. It would not shock me. I do think Denver and Phoenix will probably be the Western Conference Finals um, at this point, or at this juncture, as Harp would say. I I don't think Dallas is good enough to really beat Phoenix or Denver in a seven-game series. Uh, The only reason I could see them beating Denver would be, like I said, I think they match up well with Denver. They seem to always play Denver tough. So that's the only thing I think they got going for them. I know they beat Phoenix last year, but Phoenix has Kevin Durant now. Now they did lose some depth when they let him go. Um, obviously Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges were good players. But, you know, you, the only thing I feel like that can stop Phoenix is sort of themselves. You know, is DeAndre Ayton going to be upset that he's not getting the ball? Um as much because now not only is Booker going to get a bunch of shots, but Durant is too. So DeAndre Ayton's really going to get shut out, you know. Um, it there was a story that went that uh, Phoenix was trying to get both Kyrie and Durant. Uh, it could make for an interesting off season. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie in the off season. Some say that. He would stay in Dallas. Some believe he might leave. He can only, if he wants to go somewhere, a lot of the places he wants to go, like LA, Lakers, or Phoenix, it'll have to be a sign and trade. Now, Phoenix, if you were to say do a sign and trade, you would have to start with like DeAndre Ayton, getting him back. Um, I wouldn't mind Ayton. I know a lot of people are, are big fans of DeAndre Ayton. I, I like DeAndre Ayton. You know, maybe he's not the best center in the league. Maybe he is overpaid. But if we could get a guy like that to play center instead of Dwight Powell, goodness gracious, that would be something. Uh, you know, what's funny is the Lakers, they don't have anything to sign and trade for. You know, wh- what, does, what do the Lakers have that I want? They don't have nothing, so... I don't know how that would go. They'd have to pull in a third team that somebody's looking to offload someone else. But that'll just be interesting to see how it plays out in the offseason. But I I do think Memphis and Denver are the two teams to beat. Or not Memphis. Denver and Phoenix are the two teams to beat in the West. Uh, 
I don't think Memphis is doing anything. I don't think Sacramento's doing anything. Um, I don't think the Clippers are doing anything. Even though the Clippers did a pretty good job in the trade deadline, getting Bones Highland and Eric Gordon, they still don't have a true point guard to run their team, and their just offense just doesn't look good. Um, they've lost two in a row. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how many games, you know, guys like Bones and Eric Gordon have played in those two. Like, how many games have they played? I don't know, but. They just, I, I still don't think the Clippers, I, I thought for sure the Clippers could do it, but for whatever reason, they just don't look good. It's because they don't have a point guard. Um, you know, Golden State is a team that people believe might be able to make some noise, but, you know, they got to get in the playoffs first. I do think they'll make the playoffs. It'd be interesting to see if they were to make it as like a, uh, a seventh seed and play Memphis. In the first round, it would be sort of funny, and they beat Memphis in the first round. I just think that'd be hilarious. But as far as you know, that 10th spot to me is wide open because I think New Orleans, Minnesota, and Golden State will be there regardless of you know where. But that 10th spot, I just don't think Utah will sustain that. I, you know, I don't have any confidence in Portland, though. I have a little more confidence in Oklahoma City because Oklahoma City plays hard. And, you know, I I just, you know, they have one fewer loss than Utah. Utah's just played more games. But, you know, Utah's a, or Oklahoma City's a good team, and I, I'd kind of like to see them sneak in there at the, that 10th spot. Um, obviously, San Antonio and Houston are the two worst teams in basketball. San Antonio's lost 13 in a row. Um, as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned, you know, Boston still has the best record, but Milwaukee's won 10 in a row. They're 10-0 in their last 10. They're playing really good basketball right now. I believe they're playing at the moment. Um, I had gotten a message about uh, them. They're, yeah, they're playing Boston at the moment. Um, second quarter, they're down six, but... Uh, I'll, I'll watch that after uh, I'm done here. But, uh, you know, Boston and Milwaukee, to me, are the two best teams. I, I don't see Philly, Philly beating anybody in a seven-game series. I just don't. They they always, like, until Joel Embiid proves that he can get it done, I just don't think he'll ever get it done. And he's on, the, he's got, his best teammate has never gotten it done. So, I, I know they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Houston did with Chris Paul and, and James Harden, and that was as far as they got. But he just sometimes Harden just disappears, and I just don't think he'll ever succeed. Uh, you know, Cleveland's playing well lately. They've won seven in a row. Uh, but I just don't think it's their time yet. I still think they got too many young guys. You know, next year they might, you know, compete. A little more, maybe they make a top three spot, but you know, they're to if they can hold on to the four spot. I, I just I think that's good for them. That's um, a successful year. Um, they'll have to play if they can win their first round matchup, whoever it might be, whether it's like Brooklyn or Miami or the Knicks. You know, if they can win that, they'd have to play Boston in the second round. I think Boston will end up with the number one seed, but. You know that that's going to be a tough matchup for 
you know, anyone in the second round. So, uh, you know, Brooklyn, I do think, will still finish top six. You know, Miami, Miami, I don't know what to think about them. They're, you know, sometimes they play well and they'll have, you know, like six and four in the last ten, and then sometimes you look up and they'll be four and six in the last ten. I just don't know what to think about them. Um, I, I do think Brooklyn, even though they, they lost both KD and Irving, I, I do think they're probably better than, I don't know, maybe the Hawks, Toronto, and Washington. So I do think Brooklyn has a chance to get a top six spot and avoid the play-in. Um, I don't know. You know, the Knicks, to me, are hot and cold. Um you know they're another. They're like Brooklyn to me. One minute you look up and they'll be four and six. The next minute you look up, they'll be seven and three in their last ten and stuff like that. You know Atlanta I have no confidence in. I, I don't know why they kept John Collins. At some point they've just got to trade John Collins and get it over with. Why they hold on to him, I have no idea. Uh, you know they should have called Dallas and got off. Asked for Hardaway and um, Christian Wood because you know. Obviously, Hardaway they is still under contract, but you know Christian Wood isn't expiring, and you know they could have saved that money. Um, they've got guys that they want to play instead, and the fact that they didn't do that is just it boggles my mind. Not that I think Dallas should have made that trade, but I think if if Atlanta would have called and said give us Hardaway and Christian Wood, and we'll give you John Collins, I think Dallas would have done it, and you know. Atlanta could have finally gotten rid of him because I know they want to get rid of him, but they just don't ever do it because I guess they overvalue him. I don't know. You know, Toronto, I don't know. <laughs> Toronto's, I don't know what to think about them. He, they're, I, to me, they've just underachieved. You know, they'll be in the play-in for sure, I think. And whether they make it to the actual playoffs, I don't know. I think that 10th spot's up for grabs. It could be the Wizards. It could be the Bulls. Right now, it's the Wizards. Um, the Bulls are very disappointing. That's another team that I'm surprised didn't make a move. I think Vooch is a free agent this offseason. I'm surprised they didn't try to move him, um, you know, being an expiring and trying to improve their team. Maybe there wasn't a deal out there for him. Uh, you know, I'm not like a huge fan of Vooch, but. If Dallas could get him at the right price this offseason, I would take him. Um, again, it's somebody better than Powell. Obviously, his defense isn't great, but again, neither is Powell's. And Vooch can rebound. He's an, a fantastic rebounder, actually. So um, that'll be interesting to see uh, this offseason where that heads. But, uh, you know, the Pacers have really fallen from grace. They've lost five in a row. They're one in nine in their last ten, so I guess their playoff hopes are sort of gone. Um, the Magic are one team. They're again they're they're playing five hundred basketball. They're five and five in the last ten. Um they're playing good basketball. They're just they're so young. They're they're struggling to play consistent. And as bad as I'm sure they want to make the playoffs, man, I it would probably be great for them if they missed it. As much as I'd like to see them make the playoffs, man, if they could get something like the fifth pick in the draft, sixth pick in the draft, and add someone to that team that can really help, I, I just think you've got to take advantage of that because I, 
you know, I, I think they're I think they're in the playoffs next year. Because, you know, Paolo in his second year, Wagner in his third. Maybe you get a full season out of Foltz, who's been playing really well. Uh, Cole Anthony's starting to become something. Maybe you get a full season out of Jonathan Isaac, which is kind of funny to say because it's never going to happen. But, you know, things like that. Um, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I think Orlando should probably try and miss the playoffs. And then Charlotte, they're a lost cause. And Detroit, they just got... Detroit's got injuries, and I think I think they're actually going to take a, a run at the playoffs next year as well. Um, they're going to get a good draft pick, and Ivy will be in his second year. Cunningham will be healthy, hopefully. Um, that center they got, that Duran guy, he's playing fantastic basketball, and he's like the youngest player in the league. So I think Detroit has a good chance of making the – a run at the play-in tournament. I don't want to say playoffs. I think Detroit has a good chance of making a run at the play-in tournament next year if they can stay healthy. So, anyhow, I will go ahead and end it there. I, uh, you know, I, I hope the Mavericks can play well tomorrow. Um, you know, up against, uh, the Nuggets obviously are a good team. There's a, there's actually some really good basketball games today. Uh, you know. The Suns and the Kings play later. The Clippers and the Warriors. And uh, Portland and Washington. Orlando's playing Toronto. And the Celtics are playing the Bucks. But, uh, you know, it, hopefully the Mavericks can get some practices in. They can figure out this offense a little more. Hopefully we get more minutes from McGee and Christian Wood. Maybe throw Markeith Morris out there just to see what happens. Whatever. And hopefully they can figure out a way to close this season strong. But uh, anyhow, I will do a pod at some point um, next week. I do think, I don't remember because I know the Mavs play Wednesday. Um, There's no game. There's some games Thursday. Uh, There's the All-Star festivities on Saturday, the All-Star game on Sunday. No games Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And then Thursday, Dallas plays San Antonio. So Thursday the 23rd, they play the Spurs. That's a game they have to win. Can't lose that one. So um, coming out of the All-Star break, they've got a winnable game. And they need to take advantage of that. It's a home game. And then... They actually have more days off for whatever reason. And they don't play again till Sunday, the 26th, the home game against LA Lakers on ABC. So, national game. Anyhow, I'll go ahead and end it there. If you could rate and review the podcast, wherever you use your podcast, I'd really appreciate it. But until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>